This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am Maya, the singer, the songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a pop art fan. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. And each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. With Today, in 1928, Andrew Warhola was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That name might not ring a bell, but I bet you've heard of Andy Warhol. And if you haven't, you've probably seen his iconic artworks, like the Campbell's soup can paintings or the neon-colored portraits of Marilyn Monroe. How did Andy Warhol become one of the most recognizable American artists in recent memory? Well, let's take a look. Andy Warhol was born to working-class Slovakian immigrants. His father worked in a coal mine and died in an accident by the time he was 13. As a quiet kid, who had fallen severely ill with autoimmune disease, he was often bedridden, and he spent that idle, painful time doodling. He went on to study commercial art in college, then moved to New York City, where he worked in advertising. One of his first commissions was to draw shoes for Glamour magazine. But Warhol had greater ambitions. He wanted to be a fine artist. His experiences selling products as an advertiser informed his art. He thought about what it meant to be an artist peddling products and what it meant to mass-produce things like Coca-Cola or Brillo soap pads. Warhol famously said, quote, Art is what you can get away with. While earlier eras of art like Impressionism prized the skill and craft that made something beautiful, this new era of modernism was about making something new. What made his drawings of shoes for Glamour magazine advertisements but a fine art depiction of a soup can? Art. They're similar, but as he said, art is what you can get away with, and he got away with it. That's the art in it. Not the precise recreation of products that we know and love, but the way that it can make us reconsider the fine line between the capitalistic images that bombard us on day-to-day life and the art that people look at in museums. Andy Warhol is an extremely quotable person, so let's hear how he describes the inspiration behind his pop art. He said, What's great about this country is that America started the tradition where the richest consumers buy essentially the same things as the poorest. But what he said really is true. Everyone drinks Coca-Cola, from billionaires to the working class. What does it say about us that nothing unifies us more than a mass-produced, chemically-filled soda? Well, Warhol's art helps us consider these questions. In some of the greatest artworks, form is an extension of content. How we tell the story is just as important as the story itself. So, for example, to comment on the nature of mass consumerism, Warhol wanted a way to create nearly identical images in large print runs of his paintings. No matter how good a painter you are, it's hard to make the same image dozens of times. So he became one of the first contemporary artists to use screen printing. If you've ever bought a t-shirt from an artist or a band, um, (coughs) 
MXM tune. Shout out to my merch store. It was probably screen printed. You can take a very finely thin mesh and quite literally burn an image into the screen of it with photosensitive emulsion fluid and light to make the print show up. Then if you push ink through the burnt out lines from the image, it will make a print. This quick process makes it easy to make tons of artworks really quickly. Warhol even called his studio the factory because he hired other people to screen print his works for him. Some people might call that cheating, but really it was just smart. He commented on factory work itself, in which the production of goods is powered by an invisible, underappreciated labor force. I mean, hopefully Warhol paid his workers well and treated them fairly. Recreating unethical labor conditions for art? That's not something you can get away with, nor you should ever try to. By night, the factory was the coolest place in New York City for artists to hang out. Warhol became one of the biggest proponents of the Velvet Underground, the garage rock band led by Lou Reed. Have you ever seen Warhol's paintings of a bright yellow banana? That was the album cover of the Velvet Underground's influential record, The Velvet Underground and Nico. So many incredible musicians credit their music as inspiration. The Strokes, Arctic Monkeys, LCD Sound System, and even more. Even Bono, the frontman of U2, once said that, quote, every song we've ever written is a ripoff of a Lou Reed song. Music has a lot to owe to the Velvet Underground, and by extension, Andy Warhol. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, let's talk about music. On this day in 2015, Lin-Manuel Miranda's Hamilton debuted on Broadway. We know what happens next. Hamilton becomes the hottest ticket in town, and people wait outside in lines for the chance to win a lottery ticket to see the lesser-known story of a founding father. Hamilton is sung through, meaning there's almost no lines of dialogue in the entire show. The entire production is a long series of rap songs. As a result, the Hamilton soundtrack became immensely popular. Even people who didn't have the ability to snag a coveted Broadway ticket could experience the incredible talents of performers like Leslie Odom Jr., who played Vice President Aaron Burr, and Philippa Sue, who played Hamilton's wife Eliza. The soundtrack was certified seven times platinum, making it the best-selling cast album of all time. People were also drawn to Hamilton because of its casting— Back in the era of the Revolutionary War, most Black people in the Americas were forced into slavery, but Lin-Manuel Miranda's production allowed people of color to portray white historical figures, offering a refreshing spin on these stories. Broadway casting is still majority white, so opening these roles to anyone regardless of their race created more opportunities for historically excluded actors. At the same time, some fans thought that the play itself didn't adequately address the racism inherent in the fabric that the U.S. was built upon. There's something strange about a Black actor portraying a historical figure that was known to own slaves. 
But still, maybe we wouldn't have these conversations about our country's problematic origins in the first place if it weren't for Lin-Manuel Miranda's creativity. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on an August 6th in my life. On August 6th, 2019, I went to Diplo's house. Now, this was a really weird story that I don't think I've actually shared with people online, but I've been to Diplo's house and I didn't even like realize that I was there until like halfway through being there. Now, I went for a session. Diplo is obviously a pretty well-known musician. Um, His house has a bunch of studios in it, and so I was working with somebody there who was his friend and was borrowing the studio for the day. But I showed up there, and I was sitting inside of the studio, and I was like, this looks so familiar. And I realized that I had seen it on Twitter somewhere from a user named Quen. If you don't know who Quen is, you should look her up because she's hilarious. But she had posted like a series of videos, I believe, of her like hanging out there. And I was like, oh, okay. I knew it was Diplo's house by proxy of like her posting in it. And I went to the bathroom because I was just like, okay, I've got to take a break. Got to go take a wee, you know? And um, I stood in that bathroom and I was trying to piece it together. And I went to Twitter and she had posted and like, I went to look at her profile. And then I walked back in the studio and I was like, wait, this is the same oh my God, I'm at Diplo's house. And I eventually looked around and it dawned on me that all the images around me were like photos of Diplo with various people. And Diplo wasn't there that day because I think he was was traveling for something. But I was like, what the heck? What am I doing here? Keep in mind, this is like my third day in LA writing songs with people. Can you imagine being a 19-year-old in the middle of LA and you've like barely gone to any sessions or worked with any artists and then all of a sudden you find yourself at, at Diplo's house? It was really weird. Um... I haven't been back since. Hope he's well. Uh, Thanks for letting me come over. (laughs) Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three.